0: Welcome to the Next Steps Bible Reading Podcast. I'm Greg Whiting, reading from the One Year Chronological Bible, and today's reading is from March 9th. Laws Concerning Vows, Numbers 30, 1-16. Moses said to the heads of the tribes of Israel, This is what the Lord commands. When a man makes a vow to the Lord or takes an oath to obligate himself by a pledge, he must not break his word, but must do everything he said. When a young woman still living in her father's household makes a vow to the Lord or obligates herself by a pledge, and her father hears about her vow or pledge but says nothing to her, then all her vows and every pledge by which she obligated herself will stand. But if her father forbids her, when he hears about it, none of her vows or the pledges by which she obligated herself will stand, the Lord will release her because her father has forbidden her. If she marries after she makes a vow or after her lips utter a rash promise, by which she obligates herself, and her husband hears about it, but says nothing to her, then her vows are the pledges by which she obligated herself will stand. But if her husband forbids her, when he hears about it, he nullifies the vow that obligates her or the rash promise by which she obligates herself, and the Lord will release her. Any vow or obligation taken by a widow or divorced woman will be binding on her. If a woman living with her husband makes a vow or obligates herself by a pledge under oath and her husband hears about it, but says nothing to her and does not forbid her, then all her vows or the pledges by which she obligated herself will stand. But if her husband nullifies them when he hears about them, then none of the vows or pledges that came from her lips will stand. Her husband has nullified them and the Lord will release her. Her husband may confirm or nullify any vow she makes or any sworn pledge to deny herself. But if her husband says nothing to her about it from day to day, then he confirms all her vows or the pledges binding on her. He confirms them by saying nothing to her when he hears about them. If, however, he nullifies them sometime after he hears about them, then he must bear the consequences of her wrongdoing. These are the regulations the Lord gave Moses concerning relationships between a man and his wife and between a father and his young daughter still living at home. All right, so those are laws concerning vows, which kind of seems like a strange thing to us, but it seems like... uh, and, and this is something that you hear later in the New Testament as well, is about making a vow. And back then, the laws were if you made some kind of vow, and there's all kinds of regulations, right? Depending on whether you're married or not, and the father. But the basic idea is, if you make a pledge, if you make a vow, you stick with it. And you do what you said you're going to do. Conquest of the Midianites, Numbers 31, 1 to 24. The Lord said to Moses, Take vengeance on the Midianites for the Israelites. After that, you will be gathered to your people. So Moses said to the people, Arm some of your men to go to war against the Midianites so that they may carry out the Lord's vengeance on them. Send into battle a thousand men from each of the tribes of Israel. So 12,000 men armed for battle, a thousand from each tribe, were supplied from the clans of Israel. Moses sent them into battle, a thousand from each tribe, along with Phinehas son of Eleazar the priest, who took with him articles from the sanctuary and the trumpets for signaling. They fought against Midian, as the Lord commanded Moses, and killed every man. Among their victims were Evi, Rechem, Zur, Hur, and Reba, the five kings of Midian. They also killed Balaam, son of Beor, with the sword. The Israelites captured the Midianite women and children and took all the Midianite herds, flocks, and goods as plunder. They burned all the towns where the Midianites had settled, as well as all their camps. They took all the plunder and spoils, including the people and animals, and brought the captives, spoils, and plunder to Moses and Eleazar the priest and the Israelite assembly at their camp on the plains of Moab by the Jordan across from Jericho. Moses, Eliezer the priest, and all the leaders of the community went to meet them outside the camp. Moses was angry with the officers of the army, the commanders of thousands and commanders of hundreds who returned from the battle. Have you allowed all the women to live? He asked them. They were the ones who followed Balaam's advice and enticed the Israelites to be unfaithful to the Lord in the Peor incident so that a plague struck the Lord's people. Now kill all the boys, and kill every woman who has slept with a man, but save for yourselves every girl who has never slept with a man. Anyone who has killed someone or touched someone who was killed must stay outside the camp seven days. On the third and seventh days you must purify yourselves and your captives. Purify every garment as well as everything made of leather, goat hair, or wood. Then Eleazar the priest said to the soldiers who had gone into battle, This is what is required by the law the Lord gave Moses. Gold, silver, bronze, iron, tin, Lead and anything else that can withstand fire must be put through the fire and then it will be clean. But it must also be purified with the water of cleansing and whatever cannot withstand fire must be put through that water. On the seventh day, wash your clothes and you will be clean. Then you may come into the camp. These are some tough passages for us to read, right? In, in the Old Testament about the wars and about um, you know who they're supposed to kill, including women and children at times. Uh, it is tough for us to reconcile and understand. So when I read passages like this, all I can do is say, okay, here's what God commanded them to do. And they needed to do it exactly as he said, because he is always right and never sins, uh, even if we can't understand the details of it. Division of the spoils, numbers 31, 25 to 54. The Lord said to Moses, you and Eleazar the priest and the family heads of the community are to count all the people and animals that were captured. Divide the spoils equally between the soldiers who took part in the battle and the rest of the community. From the soldiers who fought in the battle, set apart as tribute for the Lord one out of every 500, whether people, cattle, donkeys, or sheep. Take this tribute from their half share and give it to Eleazar the priest as the Lord's part. From the Israelites' half, select one out of every 50 whether people, cattle, donkeys, sheep, or other animals. Give them to the Levites who are responsible for the care of the Lord's tabernacle. So Moses and Eliezer the priest did as the Lord commanded Moses. The plunder remaining from the spoils that the soldiers took was 675,000 sheep, 72,000 cattle, 61,000 donkeys, and 32,000 women who had never slept with a man. The half share of those who fought in the battle was 337,500 sheep, of which the tribute for the Lord was 675, 36,000 cattle, of which the tribute for the Lord was 72, 30,500 donkeys, of which the tribute for the Lord was 61, 16,000 people, of whom the tribute for the Lord was 32. Moses gave the tribute to Eliezer the priest as the Lord's part, as the Lord commanded Moses. The half belonging to the Israelites, which Moses set apart from that of the fighting men, the community's half, was 337,500 sheep, 36,000 cattle, Thirty thousand five hundred donkeys and sixteen thousand people. From the Israelites' half, Moses selected one out of every fifty people and animals, as the Lord commanded him, and gave them to the Levites who were responsible for the care of the Lord's tabernacle. Then the officers who were over the units of the army, the commanders of thousands and commanders of hundreds, went to Moses and said to him, Your servants have counted the soldiers under our command, and not one is missing. So we have brought as an offering to the Lord the gold articles each of us acquired armlets, bracelets, signet rings, earrings, and necklaces, to make atonement for ourselves before the Lord. Moses and Eliezer the priest accepted from them the gold, all the crafted articles, all the gold from the commanders of thousands and commanders of hundreds that Moses and Eliezer presented as a gift to the Lord weighed 16,750 shekels. Each soldier had taken plunder for himself, Moses and Eliezer, the priests, accepted the gold from the commanders of thousands and commanders of hundreds and brought it into the tent of meeting as a memorial for the Israelites before the Lord. And that's the end of the reading for March 9th. So here at the end, you have uh, the division of the spoils. Here's what you're to do with what you have taken uh, from, from those you have conquered. And here's how it is to serve uh, you and to serve in the sacrificial system, including helping the Levites, people who are going to help the Levites with the tabernacle and with the things they needed to do. The specifics of the sacrifices. Again, th- this kind of thing is is so far removed from us. How do we take something from this? Because the details are so different today. God does not ask of us the same exact details He asked of them in those situations. So here's what I'm taking away. Here's what, uh, two, two things come to my mind. First, I know that a principle of all of Scripture is don't make a vow, don't make a promise unless you're going to keep it. And if you make a promise or a vow, an oath, then you keep it. You, you do what you say you're going to do. Let your yes be yes and your no, no, as the New Testament says. The second thing is just a remembrance that all people... And all things belong to God. And they always have. And it looks different in the Old Testament because you have God deciding who lives and who dies, which sins he's going to punish by death and which sins he's going to forgive and, and so on. Um, it, it's hard for my mind to fully comprehend. And yet the principle remains, everything is God's. And everything he does is right, even in our world today. Uh, where there's a lot of things that aren't aren't good and right, and yet God is still in sovereign control. Father, I want to uh, thank you for your word. Father, one of the principles that, that I see here, that I know is in the rest of your word, I pray that you would help me to be a man of my word, uh, to be slow, to make some kind of oath or vow or promise. But Lord, if I make one, uh, may I keep it. And in that way, demonstrate your character. Father, I also know that everything is yours. My life is yours. Uh, I don't deserve to live another day. I don't deserve all the things you've already given me. I don't deserve eternal life, which you've given me and, and promised not to take away. But Lord, this, this life is yours. My family is yours. Uh, my job is yours. My health is yours, everything. And I trust you. It is all yours and help me to Um, in that way, to live for you and to use everything that you have given me to honor you. In Jesus' name, amen.